I was always just interested in making things and um, my mum is a writer and when I was a kid I wrote a lot and I won quite a few competitions and things like that so I felt generally that was something that I I did quite regularly and I wrote short stories and poems and you know emotional teenage stuff so that was always present and I was very interested in like uh, mum took me to a lot of theatre so I saw a lot of Beckett and things like that as a kid and that was very influential on my thinking Um, and my dad played guitar and he'd been in rock bands but it took a while for me to even think that that was an option to go off and be a composer not because my family were unsupportive quite the opposite is true they were very very supportive but I came from a background where you know my my granddad worked in Guinness and my mother granddad had a stone quarry so the idea of like going off and making career in the arts um, didn't quite seem apparent but when I said I wanted to study my family were very supportive and they encouraged me to do it which was great so I always felt it was something that was worth doing. My dad was a massive Bill Evans fan and he really loved Chopin. So when I was a kid, the music that we had to learn on the piano was Satie and Chopin. I'm very happy with that looking back, but it meant that there were holes in my knowledge and that it wasn't until I took piano lessons formally that I was did Mozart and Beethoven and things like that. And my experience with the piano was as a kid playing Satie and thinking the performance directions were normal, you know. <laughs> And then also there was the stuff I was trying to listen to, you know, which, like when I was a teenager, I was really into the Pixies. I love the Smiths, I love Morrissey, Joy Division, the Undertones, um, SLF, really love Stiff Little Fingers, you know. And, and they're all wrapped in, not just with the music, but in also the teenage angst and at the same time I had like the nerdy collection of wretched solo trumpet albums you know these cassettes with like you know music by French composers nobody's ever heard of and it's just like a virtuosic piece for the trumpet so I had all that music and then a lot of brass heavy orchestral music because I was a trumpet player so you're listening to a lot of Mahler and Richard Strauss and things like that because it's got trumpets in it but then I would do things like somebody would give me I remember somebody gave me a cassette they dubbed a cassette to me of the soundtrack of a razor head and I used to put that on and like play the trumpet to it and just you know so it was a lot of weird stuff all mashed up But the other thing that was very important was um, reading about music that you never got to listen to or music that I didn't get to listen to for maybe 5, 10, 20 years later. There was a series, I think, in the Sunday Times that was profiles of experimental composers and I would read these once a week. And I remember reading a profile of Lamont Young and thinking it just blew my mind, the idea of this music. And I, I think it must have been five, six years before I even got to hear any of his music. And it was at least seven or eight years before I got to hear the really hardcore stuff, like the, the well-tuned piano and some of the drone stuff. But all I could do was imagine what it sounded like. That was very important to me was I felt I felt outside of the mainstream and I felt like I didn't live in what was a cool avant-garde city. I wasn't in, you know, Zurich during Dada and I didn't live in New York and I didn't live in Paris and I was living in Dublin, you know, and you thought, what 
you know this is like a culture at times where anything experimental anything avant-garde is stomped the life is stamped out of it as, as quickly as possible and so this this seemed like this this imaginary realm that I would sort of engage with where I could imagine what it sounded like in a loft in New York in the 1960s. When I won the Kranichstein Prize in 2000 at Darmstadt, it, it did change things very much because all of a sudden it led to me doing a lot more work in Germany. And we maybe it was the prize, maybe it was the performance, maybe it was a combination of both. And then each time I would do work, that would lead to a new opportunity, you know. So it sort of it, it felt I was very, very lucky in that it felt like each commission led to another commission, you know, from somebody else at the end of that. And and that was all of a sudden a context where um, people were really excited about what I was doing. And I felt that I certainly didn't feel in the majority. I still felt very much like I was doing the experimental stuff on the fringe, but it was being presented in big venues and by big organizations. And so that changed everything for, for me. And it's also just it was like a great uh, sort of mark of encouragement. You know, you sort of felt, OK, I'm doing something right, you know, and somebody's saying something's right. Because um, up to that point, like a standard issue Irish person, I'd sort of felt like an imposter. And, you know, did, was I was was what I was doing any use, you know. And so so to have that big stamp of approval, of course, it helped. Hashtag imagine you're on the London Eye with Liam. It suddenly stops at the top and Liam goes down on one knee and proposes to you. The work that I make is right now. Maybe I'll have a midlife crisis and I'll and I'll want to write some like really beautiful choral music, but 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 like right now what I'm interested in is work which is about this time that we live in and 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 trying to deal with it in some way. That doesn't mean it has to be splashy and have, you know, memes from the internet in it. It can it can mean a lot of different things, but it's trying to address this time and and looking forward to a time when I look back and my work actually seems very 2011, very 2015 that I can actually date it because it actually was about that time rather than aspiring to make these works of timeless beauty which you know the sort of the classic cultural narrative about the composer encourages video celebrating kitten breaking up with Zane and Harry heard everything Harry come Zane we're leaving right now Meet Kardashian 2013 Christmas card a tribute to the Illuminati entertainment industry 